hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and we watched so many things this week. We started off with episode 7 of She-Hulk, and then we watched episode 4 of Andor, followed by episode 6 of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. We then moved on to a bunch of movies. We watched Bros, which is the new Billy Eichner film. We also watched Blonde, which is the Marilyn Monroe biopic. And finally, we watched Hocus Pocus 2. Major spoiler alert for all of those things. You know, be aware. Also, just our continual spoiler alert for Rogue One because of Andor. Also, just a quick heads up, the roundtables are going on a tiny bit of a vacation as we have some scheduling stuff coming up, so we're going to just take a little bit of a break. We will be back mid-October with those. Reviews will continue as scheduled. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of quick follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right, we've watched episode seven of She-Hulk. I am very upset about this episode because as I said last week, I will be very pissed off if this guy from the wedding is a jerk bag. And not only is a jerk bag, he's like the worst of the jerk bags. And now we can never trust men again and men are trash. That is my takeaway from this show. And I, <laughs> I was hopeful as well. You called that. <laughs> You did, and... I hate that I called it. <laughs> I was very sad. I actually, I will say, I actually don't like it for the story. We'll see where it goes, but I was actually really hopeful that Titania or someone else had mm-hmm. kidnapped them, and that that's why he hadn't gotten back to her. <laughs> like, like, I, I like oh, that we I spent thought there was, there was a possibility of that, yeah. Is, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that would have been... Wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have liked a reveal there. I hate that she's right that he was shit. Yeah, me too. I just and she was right to think it, and that's that's a bummer. Like I just don't like that. And and not only that, that we cannot trust men. Men are trash. As as her, uh, you know, paralegal says, straight dating is terrible. <laughs> well, well, and the thing is, is like I like it for the reality. I think right. yeah, that it, mm-hmm. it, it echoes right, but I don't. But just for the show, I wanted it to be a good thing for her. Agreed. And yes. so I was just I was just sad about that. I think because the tone of the show so far has been very light. You know, I was expecting it to fall more along rom-com lines and it's, you know, something will have dissipate their relationship eventually, but I did not think it was going to be like, he's a legit, like manipulative traitor monster. Right, right. <laughs> I hate that I was right. That's so sad. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm curious to see how they're going to treat it next episode because we know he cloned her phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, so there is some bigger plot here. Yeah, we don't know who Hulk King is, whatever that is. Right. And we don't know, like, and so I'm excited that we got hints towards that. I'm sad it took kind of a pretty dark turn, considering this has been my like light relief show every week. Yeah, but I am, I am still curious. I want to know. I know now. Now I'm upset because I was like, oh no, now there are consequences to things, but the vehicle through which that they are being achieved is making me very angry. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing is it's not that it, it doesn't affect the quality of the show for me. It's more, yeah, it's just, it's like, oh, maybe I am more invested than I thought because that made me sad. I was, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was just like, no, I wanted that to be good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say at the beginning of the episode, just as a full a whole thing, I wasn't like thrilled about the episode. Okay. And then it was, you know, we're making jokes of these D-list villains, which they are silly, so it's like fine. But it was kind of fun to see Man Bull. That's a Daredevil villain like, yeah. and originally. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of fun to see him and stuff. And even though he was like a mockery, but he's a silly, you know, it's dumb. So it makes sense. But once they all sat down and started having their like meeting, I yeah. loved it, actually. It was my favorite episode because of that stuff. Oh, I thought that was I thought it was so funny, actually, that stuff. And seeing Saracen was really cool because he is someone who is part of the ancient, which is like this group of ancient vampires, including Nosferatu and others that I, I actually have hopes will appear in Blade. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ooh, it's kind of cool to see him. And I loved that, even though I don't like that the guy was bad, I loved when in the meeting he was like, maybe he just wants your blood. And he did. <laughs> the, the, way, the way that that was like so sort of off, you know, the, yeah. the, it's not the delivery of it, but just like the way it was sort of inserted into the conversation. I was like, oh, no, this is really going to be like, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is where this is going. And, you but, know, they, they laid clues. Like, right. Yeah. That was just, yeah. But so that was fun. No, I agreed. I thought it, it, I thought it started a little slower. Like I was like, okay, you know, here, okay, montage of happy times. Okay, cool. You know, and I was kind of into it because I was like, oh, yay, I'm glad she found something, you know. Mm-hmm. But I really loved the therapy session. I thought the group therapy session was A plus and just hilarious. And I didn't I didn't recognize any of the characters from comics. Like, I didn't know them. But I I was – I thought it was pretty hilarious. I thought it was a very good time. Yes. I, I feel like part of it was them trying to mitigate the men are monsters <laughs> storyline well, by I being like, no, totally, here's like – But I think it's good. <laughs> like, I think that's good, a full role. Yeah, yeah. Like, you mean? And like <laughs> – you know, and as women, we f- I feel for her. Like, I understand. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So I just love that if anyone needs redemption in the show that men aren't monsters, it's more men. <laughs> you know, if anyone needs a redemptive arc on t- t- screen, we really, like, men deserve that. No. But I, it, it was very fun. I, again, I kept thinking, I was like, is this whole retreat going to be a plot to get her blood, right? Like, is that would have made more sense to me, but I guess we are really sticking to this redeemed abomination story where, because I was like, oh, okay, you know, they smash her car, it's no signal, all these things, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to try, there's a bunch of powered people around. Nope, just good old fashioned therapy. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. And I think that's part of what I enjoyed about it is it really did kind of flip the expectation on its head a little bit, right? Because you're kind of feeling not at ease the whole time thinking exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I was completely giving potential boyfriend the benefit of the doubt thinking, okay, Titania has him. Like I said, someone. There's something that has him and there's a reason why. And this is going to be her realizing she loves Jen. Jen's enough. And then like she'll realize, oh, yeah, I was overreacting because it turns out this. And then she can go save the day and save the guy. Like I thought it would be really fun. And then they switch it and it's like, no, he is shit. And they are actually <laughs> like not to be worried about. And, yeah. and Eric is actually like trying. And I and I think it's just like kind of funny to think that I'm sure we'll continue to see Blonsky and other things. But if if we don't, or every time we do, this is what he's doing. I just think it's kind of funny. It's kind of like how it Shang-Chi did for the the, the Mandarin, you know, the old right. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like what what that movie did for that character. It's like now anytime I would see him, I think it's just gonna be a joy. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just funny, you know. Yeah, yes. agreed. And um, I always love it when a show can surprise me. You know, like yeah. if I wasn't yeah. expecting a turn of some sort, I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm paying. You know what I mean? Like I was really sad for her, but I was like interested that we did something that was sort of unexpected, mm-hmm. or it was expected, it, but we didn't think it was going to go there. Given like, yeah, but y- exactly. you know, it felt it fit within the realm of what they have set up. It was just like kind of a bummer. Yeah, it wasn't shocking, but they gave you enough, enough of a misdirect to think, well, maybe not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That I was like, oh, hmm. you know. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, damn. Jackie, to your earlier point, I do. I really liked that this, you know, you, you talked about this a couple episodes that we are really grappling with the idea of, you know, would Jen, Jen being okay with being Jen? And this one really went for that. And it, I think it did it in a very accurate way that wasn't like oh boohoo woe is me it was relatable it was the most relatable one of the most relatable things I, I think the show is incredibly relatable but like this I was like uh, I feel you I mean I think 
I think you can definitely tell that they have a lot of women involved in the production of yes. this, you know, direction, writing, producing, like you can really feel, it feels very like woman experience first. Yes. Yeah. Which I love. I, which I is love great. it. Yes. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. Do we think, because there were multiple shots of like, and this is when it started. I was like, oh no, it's definitely, they're going, it's a blood thing because, you know, she, when she wakes up and he's not there and we see her like, you know, without a tie, obviously, not obviously, but more than likely if you're going to hook up with someone, you probably aren't going to be wearing clothes. But, you know, she wakes up and we see like her bare skin and her back. I was like, uh, something happened. Do we think he got her blood or do we think he just cloned her phone? I think he cloned her phone. That's a good question. I don't know because if they if they really are after her asleep. blood, right? Yeah, and she so she was after her blood. Her. Like, why not take it there? But yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, but I feel like she would. I don't know. I feel like they we would have found like a bite or like a. I mean, needle like, marks would have been like a like a oh that was a bug or you know what I mean like some something mm, something I don't know. Of course, I I'm happy to be wrong about this. You know, but yeah, I feel like he just cloned her phone. Because then he like took the photo of her, you know, asleep. Just to prove he was there, I think. Right. So is the storyline about, I don't I don't I just, I feel like this is the most logical opportunity to do this, right? And so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a reveal in the next episode where it's like, yes, we got her vote because, you know, needles aren't that, they don't, they don't have to leave that big of a thing. I would imagine we get it like the beginning of the episode and that will probably lead us into this daredevil thing of like getting back, you know, whatever this facility is, which I realized we didn't contextualize at D23. We saw a clip of her and daredevil like near some sort of facility. I'm going to assume that is bad person run. Yeah. And I, I agree with both of you on this. Like, I do think that from a show perspective, they would have given us a little like, Oh shit. You know, like we would know. But at the same time, it's kind of silly if he didn't take her blood. Right. <laughs> so it's like, so it's kind of like I'd be I'd be cool with finding out he did because that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's strange that they didn't give us a little something to be like, oh, maybe you know. But I we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe that's what those setups were, and it's just very yeah. light touch and like, which sure. would be nice. or maybe like maybe there's some reason why like when she's human gen, it it doesn't help them. But so oh, they need mm. blood when she's they need her to be like formed. Hulked. But yeah, like they be. need to explain that. You know what I mean? Like so mm -hmm. sure. whatever the rules are, you just need to make it make sense that he didn't get it if he didn't. Yeah. That that I is think, very I think that this valid. is for all things aside from I don't know if I call them criticisms, but like things I've had about like, oh, is there gonna be more of a through line, this and that. I do think regardless of all that, this is the show that is smart enough to explain it. Like they mm -hmm. that they they seem to be dotting their I's and crossing their T's and they're very intentional about everything they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah as far as the, the writing goes. And so I, I do hope that I think I have faith that it'll be yeah. addressed. And I like that it made the wedding episode make sense in context mm -hmm. of the timeline yeah. too. It yeah. mattered, right? It was yeah. like to the actual, like what's happening to her. Yeah. Not just yeah. Like, I mean, I did right, like right. the joke of like weddings always happen when, you know, it's not good for you or whatever schedule wise, but or yeah. inconvenient. That's the word I was looking for. There is also a world in which I could see it potentially coming very full circle and like Hulk King is Titania, you know. No, I don't me. think they're going to be that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But, I, but I, would, know. I would laugh at that though. Yeah. I would laugh really hard. <laughs> she's like behind a computer somewhere. I mean, she's very social media savvy. I am know that. not opposed to this theory in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I'm just, and it, you know, it's very self-contained. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I won't lie. It's not that it needed it, but I had little hopes that, like, that we were going to see her at this retreat. 
Like, Me too. Like I, just, I did too. Like I did Titania just being everywhere that Jen goes and just yeah. being like, like and a problem. And then her. just being yeah. annoyed that Jen is there, but like obviously there because Jen is there somehow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah cause, only because it feels like, you know, we've had this ominous, like somebody wants her blood it, to introduce a, a new, it's either going to be, a, you know, a new character, which feels not semi unearned because it's like okay they've been like hinting at the specter of a person it's either going to be somebody from another show or you know something that has tied in before or it's going to be titania and my hope is it's the latter yeah maybe. i'm probably going to be wrong but i was not wrong about her terrible fake boyfriend man so we- <laughs> would like that self containment for the show cuz where we are now is kind of verging on the oh, the end of this is going to have huge implications for the, you know, like, because now we're yeah. trying to create a Hulk army and blah, 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 you know, and it's like, and that would be fine. But I, the self-containedness of it would be kind of fun if it was a, Titania was doing it for whatever stupid reason she's doing it. <laughs> yeah, or, or Titania has been, you know, recruited by someone else, whatever it is. Yes. I just want yeah. it to be, I, w- I don't want it to be a, a villain who's come out of absolutely nowhere, you know? Yeah. Give it. You can give us something has like vague ties to something that was a one-off mention once, like in somewhere else in the Marvel universe. I'd be sort of okay with that, but like my hope is something really super connected. And and I think if it's something that's out of nowhere, I think it's got to be. I'm not saying it's going to be this, but it's got to be. It's got to be Mephisto, right? It's got to be. Something, <laughs> it's got to be something that is. It has every, to be something like, like that. Yeah. Everybody knows who this is. It's going to be Doctor Doom. It's got to be. It's gotta, everyone knows right, who right, this right. is, even if we have not seen or talked to them yet. In this, right. You know or, I mean? so. Or my thought is it's like, you know, I know he's gone good, but who's Ben Mendelsohn playing? Oh, yeah, like, the scroll. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, it you, but you know, be, it's just yeah, like. It could some, be his daughter. So, right. Some. some she's no good. <laughs> creature, some whatever, some connection to something that we already. Or, you know, it could be like a government being like we want. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be the first time the government has interfered with, you know, powered people trying to. It, uh, it could be. Experiment. It could be. Thaddeus, it could be, um, what's his face? Um, Ross? Ross. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it could be, it could lead into Thunderbolts. It could, it could do oh, all yeah. kinds of Actually, no, that's you know not, I mean? yeah. It could be Valentina. It's not, oh, actually that would be, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I love you know, it. We haven't seen her in a while, so. She's like, I just, I needed a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Have> one. <laughs> Given who I they trotted on. Yeah. Yeah. I need one of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> one of each. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. Obviously, we've invested at this point. We will be seeing what happens next week. Yeah. Yeah. But moving on to Andor. So I was, I was very excited because, you know, last week we'd, we'd seen three. I had seen four. And you two had been talking about wanting, like, more of the political implications. And I was like, oh, nope, I'm not going to. I can't say it. Because do you feel satisfied that now the show is heading in the direction that involves that? Yeah, I was going to say, I... I remembered that you had access to four episodes, and so I was very, I'm very proud of you for holding your tongue as much as you did because I liked it last week. This was my shit. I this figured was yes. it. This is what I wanted. I was like obsessed with this episode. I think it is just cream of the crop. This show now, like I'm just completely on board, hundred percent. Same. I was. This is exactly what I wanted. This is everything. I mean, I was like screaming when Mon Matha was on screen. I want to know absolutely everything about her. I love this weird tension with her husband mm-hmm. and that she's sort of doing things behind his back. And I love – Well, or that he's doing things or behind Or he is. Back. We don't know. I like yeah. it. I'm into it. There's some intrigue mm-hmm. there that I am excited to uncover and figure out. I'm really obsessed with the way her apartment looks. Like, deep. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, and then, of course, I really liked 
seeing the rebels and, you know, what they're planning and how crazy it is and how, you know, and Andor sort of finding his footing with them. I, I you know, I just loved, I mean, I like them. Yeah, I was into them, but I, for me, like the Imperial officers, I was, I'm the political oh, God, structure right? there. When she was I'm like, oh, I was so in, and she's like, she's like, I'm seeing rebel activity. And they're like, no, you're just trying to climb the ladder. You know? Yeah. Like, it was, all of that was giving me, you know, you know, I love the canon Thrawn books and it was giving me those mm-hmm. kind of what we'd see there in that political set of structure, which I think we can get more of when Thrawn actually comes into this universe in the, in mm-hmm. the shows yeah uh and it was just making me giddy i was just like oh it was so beautiful looking everything the design the production Mm -hmm. everything about this is flawless when i said last week that you know this is a show about bureaucrats being the enemy this was partially with the context of this episode i think i think that first guy is like the peon version of it but now Mm -hmm. we're seeing the larger structure that he is involved in and you know it's just like bureaucrat after bureaucrat and so it's all politics and you know blue eyes being out for revenge and the 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 scene I wanted to talk about last week, but didn't, was that, you know, seeing the three dudes getting fired and it's sort of varying levels of negligence, right? It's like, oh, this guy thinks he's doing what's right. The guy who wanted to turn the other cheek and was like, I wanted to ignore the situation. Why am I getting fired? And the dude who is just like guns ablazing, you yeah, know, just m- multiple levels of negligence. And like, of course, people rebelled against the empire. <laughs> yeah. And I love that he's, they're so small, you know, like I love, they're like the, the pawns and now we're meeting the knights, you know? Right. I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just like, <laughs> Well, it was, I mean, and it was, you know, I mean, it made it very fantasy that anyone got in trouble for any level of negligence sure, yeah, in law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was kind of fun to see, like, they get this dressing down, but then you see how the machinations are really working above them and what's really going on. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's layers, it's layers and layers. And this character, the one that, she, that she's like very, you know, wants to snuff everything out i know we'll see her more because we saw her on the trailer and stuff but like i love this actress like she plays it so well like i'm just eating it up like i'm i'm so much more i'm i, I like villains i'm a baddie right but star wars is one of those ones where it's like yeah darth vader's cool the emperor blah 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 blah. but like you know i'm always on the rebel side really mm-hmm. and then jedi and stuff and i like it all but it's been a long time i, I think it, and that's why i'm so drawn to the thrawn stuff but it's been a long time s- since i've gotten this kind of thing where like I am actually craving 80% the bad the bad people scenes in, in all these episodes because I'm just really eating it up like it's not that I'm like oh I hope they win because I know you know I mean, we know what's <laughs> we, gonna happen. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They don't. Like, <laughs> even, yeah. If, even if we didn't know it's not like that either because I, I do want their terror to be gone. I feel that way about Star Wars but I'm finding them fascinating and one of my favorite Star Wars books that's canon is, is called Lost Stars and it's like two people who get separated and they're best friends kind of almost almost romantic and one of them becomes an imperial officer and one of them becomes Ooh. a rebel and it's like it's really cool to see that because you get to see her climb in the imperial ranks and kind of go through stuff in the original films while he's going and doing other stuff and i love the behind the scenes working of that like the unsung heroes of the imperial if you will that yeah heroes for them well <laughs> it's so cool Part of the reason that her storyline semi-resonated with me, and this is probably related to She-Hulk as well, is I was like, this woman is right. Mm -hmm. And they are not listening to her. She's clearly, like, smart and, you know, is paying attention to things that other people aren't, and they just don't want to hear it. And I bet you, because she's a woman, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that we have, in the anything post the original things, we've tried to integrate more, maybe not the prequels, but, you know, we've tried to integrate more women into the Empire, essentially. And, like, you know, we don't see them excelling and succeeding so clearly sexism also exists in the empire 
<laughs> yeah. I do like that he heard her out, though. That was nice. Because I was. Yeah, yeah. But... Just her, cause I, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing. And I, but I totally agree with you. No, but and the one he East... out, But he has his reports in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God, Well, I liked, I liked his, like, I want to know what it's about when he says, and it could just be a gender thing, I guess. But he says something to her along the lines of, like, we started putting people like you in these positions because you're supposed to be smart and blah, 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 you know, whatever. And so, yeah, it could be about her gender. I'm hoping Some it's more. Some of it probably will be more like upbringing or, yeah, yeah, what that's planet what I'm she's from. from right? yeah, I want to yeah. know what planet she's from. And so it just seeded this like little bit of like, ooh, I really want to know where she comes from and why she has this sort of uphill battle, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, what, yeah. what about, like, I want to know. I don't know. It just it was just like I love dialogue like that where it just like builds this rich universe that you don't explain and will will maybe come to fruition later, maybe not, but it just builds like such a rich layered environment that you're like, okay, there's Agreed. there's more here. And either way though, it goes into like what I was saying last week about the comment from Andor about like people like me, they would never they don't they don't expect it. They're so comfortable. They don't expect someone like me could walk into their home, right? It's that same thing where that conversation in the wider picture in Star Wars may actually have everything to do with where she came from and her upbringing and nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman. Mm-hmm. But to the viewer, it still resonates. It's because she's a woman, just mm-hmm. like that so resonated. It was about the ethnicity, which mm-hmm. it, in the universe, maybe not. We see the Empire and there's people of color there, too. So it's yeah. not like he couldn't fit in there just with the way he looks. But in that universe where he comes from and what he his background is, that's. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah, exists, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, but it still has that double layered. And so for us, it still means something. And that's mm-hmm. the brilliance of like the writing. It's right. so good. Yeah. And that's not in your face. And it, it's allowing for space for both, right? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I was well, very excited like the, for this episode. And, and, I, and I do enjoy that like while the bureaucrats are going to be, you know, the bad guys, I like that it's not so cut and dry that he listens mm-hmm. to her but still dresses her down. And that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because that's real life. That's like, that's what it really feels like to experience sexism. It's not always some guy that's like blatantly call, you know what I mean? You know, calling sexual things and then making you get coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And in, and thus far in the films and and other live action things that we've gotten, I think that's what I'm so drawn to here with them, and we're all agreeing on it here, but I think that a lot of times these Imperial officers and just the baddies in these things come off very Moff Tarkin Mm one-dimensional. Kind of like, you're just evil. All you care about is the evil stuff. Kill as many people as possible, and that's it. And like General Hux, you know, like that kind of where it's just like, okay, there's some interest there, but you're just this loudmouth evil, you know, even though he kind of ends up betraying the First Order. But it's that kind of thing where the layers aren't there much, but here it's it's feeling like we're actually going to get to it more, and that's what I love so much. Yes. Can we talk about my favorite scene in this whole Please. episode? And it is involving wigs. And when <laughs> I know the internet has already immediately taken to this moment, but when Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> has that like super actor moment of just getting into his character and putting on that terrible wig, I was just like, and he just does that little like, flare or flourish at the end I was like oh my god you know it's it's so he pulls it off in such a way that I was like oh I that is that is having to mask and that is having to like perform every day of your life and like putting on these personas that we have to like 
you know, basically like a code switch, except for there's a physical mm-hmm. transformation for him. I just, I was like, I love this moment so much. And- yeah, I like to think that they were like, really? This is the wig you're giving us? And then they, I like to think they wrote it in and we're like, let's just. Just go with it. <laughs> you know yep. I mean, it's like, like, let's address we, that we We know. solved it. We, we solved it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it made sense. It was like, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. You know? Also but- in, in hitting that shop, I'm fairly certain I saw Plo Koon's mask that I, <laughs> and I love him and it was yeah. dad. Just a reminder that he is dead. Yes. <laughs> but even that whole shop, you know, with the like, not the most well hidden, layered conversation. It was very like, yeah. I'm going to go over here. Nothing to see here in the back. Yeah. But but it's I still enjoyed the you know like seeing the the other guy get extracted and her driver getting replaced and all all this stuff. I was just like, oh, I love this. But I love that the woman working there with them like. He didn't even have to like tell her exactly what to do, but she just knew mm-hmm. that she had to impl- like she had to get the driver and well just oiled be like, rebellion machine. You know, yes. it was. I loved it. I yeah. just thought it was. It was I really, it really too. well. I was done. very, very, very into it. I did. This is. I'm just looking through my notes, and I'm like, Mon Mothma's she tells wearing- her husband she's taking back the present. <laughs> oh yeah, don't. It's not for keepsies. But she's also wearing heels, and I was like, Does anyone else in Star Wars wear heels? Like, is this the first? She's wearing like heel heels. Yeah, uh, she is. I, I just like wow, we've introduced space underwear and space high heels. We're so I don't know if we're progressive may, here I feel like or may must right at times. Like I can't imagine these elaborate right? gowns. Never we don't see her feet. They so I guess always right. were under. Yeah, I can't imagine Natalie Portman being like I will wear this costume and heels. You know. Yeah. You know, just from like a logistical stressor, if, especially if you're not going to see them. Yeah, I think I just fill in the blanks. Like I'm thinking of her addressing the Senate and stuff, and thinking like. In the gowns that she's in, of course, she's probably wearing heels because that's what that's what yeah. someone because, we would do. You know, they're just not Maybe wearing not. that many short outfits in this movie, really. I mean, in Star Wars in general. Yeah, usually, yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah, everyone's yeah. always in boots, right? Or on yeah. in sand. But I, this is the first time I was like, again, we swore yeah, in the show. You know, we saw space underwear. It's, it's truly you. reinventing the use of heels <laughs> in in Canto Bite. Oh, well, I have not revisited that in a long time. So either, but I just comment. feel like that's a yeah, 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 yeah. You might be right. In fact, I make it a point not to visit Canto Bite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we lose our own money there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I spring in circle. I'm just reading more of my notes. <laughs> one of my one of my notes is very foul. And so it's the ass eating guy from Girls on HBO. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I feel so bad because that is how I will know him for eternity. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but I didn't really watch Girls. He's in the Rebellion. Yeah, he's one of the guys who's in the like woods or the. He's, movie, a, he's in a, a fair amount of things. He's a great actor, but like I yes, know, but I just eater. no, I agree with you. I know he's. It's just I can't remember his name, but I know he eats ass in Girls. Right. It's just it's a whole plot line in Girls, which is why right. it has <laughs> it has stuck in my brain, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you, poor, you poor man, who's doing just fine. He's doing just fine. Just fine. But, but yeah. but just like that is how I will probably know you forever. So you know. <laughs> Just Unless we become personal it. friends and I know your name on an intimate basis. No, even then I'll be like, mm, it's ass eating. He's in your phone as ass eater. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, his name's Ebon. Eben? Moss Bachrock? Bachrock. Um, I never could have told you that. Yeah. Oh, he's in Punisher, apparently. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, he was in The Bear. That's when he was in Risa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops. Yep. That's That tells you how uh, formative that scene those scenes that plot line was in girls but i liked the little line about saw guerrera too when he was like people mm-hmm. put you, put you mm-hmm. in a bike and just enjoy you know like whatever i love that because well, saw would and i think it's really cool that because we know that saw's going to show up and we know that mon mothma well at least in rebels and stuff there's some stuff but mon mothma and saw are already on bad terms at this point 
Yes. <laughs> so, yes. I'm excited there's, about that. There's also a line where someone says, you know, something, something, ultimately die fighting these bastards. And I was like, well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're, you're not yeah. wrong here. He's like, wouldn't you rather give it all for what, whatever? And it's like, well. Yeah. He will. You got to He you will. Gotta, yeah. He will. He will. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is this is the thing I don't like about prequels. Where I'm like, I know where it's going. Well, and also this is now, it, it's, again, we're kind of, especially because we know it's the same creative force behind it as Rogue One. We know that they've got the goal to like, they're going to kill all these people. <laughs> you know, like. They're, because, well, we know they're going to kill a lot of these people. At least a lot of them. But we know because it's, again, they, they did it there because mm-hmm. they knew it would be weird if those people weren't showing up in the original films <laughs> fighting in the rebellion. And it feels similar here where they're going to, these people were meeting the, rebe- the rebellion and all these, like, like most of them are probably going to be toast. Yes. And it's really sad. I'm. I'm sad, but also okay with it because we've talked oh, about basically when we don't get consequences, right? Or I'm great with it. It's just sad to think about, like, right. uh, like the dread of it. And thankfully, they're giving us the so many of is, them. Is it like, as someone who deeply loves characters more than the average Joe, I want mm-hmm. you to kill them off. I want <laughs> you to tell the story that needs to be told. You oh, hundred percent. Yeah. No, I'm. And, I'm with you. I no, love a sad. Yeah, I know you do. I know. But it's like it's just. It's funny that they think that viewers won't watch, you know, if you change things out. And it's like things like Game of Thrones prove that completely wrong. Everyone was obsessed with the idea that we had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to make sense for the story, of course. But like. Right. But we can't just keep people around with these boring arcs forever that never, you know. but, But also killing them in something like this is what makes most sense with the story. Yeah, right. So it, you know, it's just sad to think like, oh, when's that going to happen? No, I'm not ready, obviously. Yeah. Like, I, I hate it when it happens because I'm always emotionally yeah. compromised. Right. But I love that, you know? I, I need story. to make a very embarrassing admission. Oh. I did not realize that Tony Gilroy wrote the screenplay for Rogue One, a Star Wars, or was yeah. one of the writers on screenplay. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, it's the creative force right, When you said it, that, yeah. I was like, wait, I thought somebody, because I like, you know, I was like, I'm pretty sure there was a different director for it. There is obviously yeah, Gareth yeah, Edwards. Yeah. And I was like, I know like my friend Gary did the story. And it, there's, I knew there were a lot of people, but I just for whatever reason did not put two and two together that, no, these are like Tony Gilroy's babies. Like he yes. has had, okay, well, this makes much That's, more sense. Well, and that maybe makes sense for you why this, before we saw anything to do with it, I had really high hopes for kind of thinking like, mostly because it was him thinking like, okay. He's not going to go and like desecrate, Mess- his right? Right, and it also like, this is going to be his baby. It also makes more sense in terms of I was like, you know, we're trying to bring a ton of diversity to the Star Wars universe. It seems like like, and you picked a white guy to do it. But I'm like, oh no, it was already his project. <laughs> it was already his project. Yeah, no. I, okay, I, I now understand I more. I would bump on that. Also, actually, I would think like, well, why not? Yeah, mix that up, you know. But it was right. Okay. Well, you know, the, things are clicking into place, and I feel better now. Obviously, yeah. he has shown an incredible mastery of it because I'm so into the show. But yeah. <laughs> oops. No, I, I know I said Oopsie. it, but yeah, this episode was it for me. Like, I liked the first three. I, I did, but I just was more, like I said last week, I was more interested in the rest of it, knowing what what I knew was going to come, rather than looking forward to it just based on the episodes. Yes. Now I'm like I'm salivating at the mouth and cannot wait. For I that. I had to poke her face hard. <laughs> yeah, you, I'm very proud of you, Dana. Thank That's you. Very, thank you. That would have been really hard for me. Yes. Well, no, truly, because I was like, oh no, you know, the not complaints, but uh, uh, valid comments that it feels like very setupy and all this stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, because it is, it is, it's it the is. setup, it's the, <laughs> it the is. Prologue. 
I I'm do surprised they didn't drop the fourth episode for everyone. I think it's good. I think having the break is good, actually. It does feel like separate pieces almost you know like, yeah, like that it, first three is like here's the intro yeah here's now the intro to the show <laughs> you know? having watched them all in one go i'm like mm, the first three maybe could have been two i i was gonna say i think they could have been two maybe maybe two that were more like almost an hour but yeah. two yes i agree and then giving you being like okay cool like we've established a bit of his backstory not too much you know we've mm-hmm. brought stellan in and now like the games really begin that was yeah. that was my only it's just it's yeah. I, yeah it's just a little bit drawn out yeah especially for following a character that we do already know so we don't have to get to know him as much you know it was right. just a little drawn out but i you know it could come back there could be many pieces of it that come back and i will assume there are but uh, the, sure. so far i'm like oh okay okay you know yeah we've we've said that many times we're like oh this could have been too this could have been, like you know but this is like saying it in the most like could have been, but like totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> that it wasn't, you know, way. And I do think either way, I would have been like, yeah, no, keep the keep the prologue essentially together and then like move into this new chapter this Agreed. week. I kind of like the chunk like that. Yeah. But four would have gotten me like, you know, yes, really I, yeah. but I, but yeah. I, yeah, I can't wait. And it's yeah. so stunning. It looks so, so beautiful. It's just like, so uh, it's just, they did such a good job. This is what's possible. Yeah, the only thing that I am not going to – it's not that I'm not looking forward to it, but, like, we've already set up that there's a, like, you know, complex logistical action whatever thing that is clearly going to be a centerpiece here. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you know, that the heist from um, Mandalorian episode, yeah. not one of my favorites. So I'm just like – I, I, I have, I'm going to have faith that we're going to tell it in a – Well, here's the thing, Dana. I will say, obviously, it's hard because it's – a finale piece versus mid-show or something. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that the strongest moments, the strongest chunk of Rogue One is all that heist at the end. Yes, but it is a two, two and a half hour movie. Oh no, that's what I mean is it is different, but yeah. I just mean that like the way he wrote that and that was all done was like, I was, and then again, we're watching everyone die and it's, it's tragic and it's just like, it's, right. oh my God, like emotion overload. But I just mean, I've loved a heist that he has written. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe this will be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could, it could be, but, I, you know, there's also a world in which it could drag a bit. So we'll see. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, moving on to Rings of Power. I, I cannot not in my head say daddy when we have Ad- Adar. <laughs> and I've, I've ruined this for myself. Like, really you know, nobody did this to, to me. <laughs> <laughs> but we also got like an extensive action contained sequence episode ish i think we like bounced a few places but mostly i feel like we stayed within this helms deep-esque you know whatever whatever the equivalent is yeah thoughts i like i it's hard for me to put words to it i like i like cried about the episode because i loved it so much (laughs) so that's that's where i'm at emotionally has there been an episode where you haven't cried well i've cried during them okay for things but okay. this one, I had a moment of like thinking about it afterwards and like getting emotional because it was this to me and people all over the world, I'm sure would agree with me, would disagree with me saying this. But to me, this was some of the most Tolkien content okay. that we've gotten ever. Like this show is not afraid. Some of it goes a little far, but it's not afraid to showcase like the brutality 
mm. like juxtaposed with the beauty, which is what Tolkien is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas like even the Peter Jackson films, which obviously those are my favorite things of all time, a lot of the gore and stuff like that and like the brutality of what's going on, a lot of it, there's, there is, it's there, but a lot of it is very fantastical in a way that kind of, you know, whereas this is like, I mean, God, when you're seeing these people get like just the, the swords in the gut and stuff and like the, the, it was so brutal. And it was just kind of like, you know, because these are based on his experiences in World War One. So yeah. it's like, yeah. it, it's, there's a lot of really awful things that happen in his writing. And that's what's like really cool about it. And it, when, you're, when you're pairing it against some of the most beautiful things you've ever seen, you know, like the elves and all this stuff. And I just thought this, this was such a, a showcase of it. And it's just funny that it's lar a largely surrounding characters that don't even exist in his actual <laughs> writing, writing and like yeah. stuff he actually didn't write about, you know, but it was so, I just thought it was so respectful of the material that I was like in awe. I loved it. This was not one of my favorite episodes. I didn't dislike it, but I was like it, speaking of action that goes on a little bit long. You know, it, I think because to me, Helm's Deep is one of my favorite action sequences in all of like, you know, battle cinematic history that I was like, oh, you're not quite topping it. It's, it's I mean, obviously it's tough when somebody has done something in the same universe that is a, I did. I feel like Jackie, you will appreciate this. Speaking of the blood and guts and gore, you know, when she can't like make fire and therefore her friend gets stabbed. I was like, oh, you would have failed on Survivor. Like you are not winning a Survivor like immunity challenge. Yeah, Which, don't you know, go forever if you don't know how to make fire. Like, yeah, don't agree to be that point person in don't this. Don't go on RuPaul's Drag Race if you've never sewn a dress. Okay? Right. Yeah. Okay, you know. Don't like, take on an orc army if I, you don't know how to build fire. Um. Yeah, I really, really like this episode. I won't say it's my favorite. There's just a little bit too much action in it for me to be, like, in love with it. But, you know, and, and that being said, it felt like Helm's Deep Light that didn't have the same gravity for me as Helm's Deep does, obviously, in the movies. And so a little bit like that. But honestly, it's so hard because it's like the Lord of the Rings movies are my favorite things ever. I I love those movies above most things. And so this was very good. It just didn't top it for me, which it's just hard comparing them directly, you know, because mm -hmm. I don't know that you really should. But I, I love... I loved the romance between uh, the elf and the woman. Um, I don't know why I can't remember names when I'm talking about it. Um, Bronwyn. Yeah. <laughs> um, can, can I say really quickly, all the names in Rings of Power are like slight variations on the Lord of the Rings names, you know, where I'm just like, uh, it's too it's too close. Which, I mean, me. honestly... Tolkien, that's, that's the writing is does. like that I know, I know, but I'm just like, yeah. oh, can we not we we shift things and make it up anyway? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. can we not just make it a little more distinguished? Yeah, I agreed. But, you know, I loved, I loved those with the seeds and the like planting the life before battle and the like, and so there was just like a lot of really great moments, I thought, in it. And so, you know, and when he's trying to save her and I don't know, there was a lot that I really liked about it. So. You know, it's not much of a, a diss to say I didn't like it as much as Helm's Deep, you know, um, but it did feel like it wanted to be Helm's Deep sort of. And it wasn't, you know, which. Yeah, I hear I hear all that. I didn't I didn't think it was trying to be Helm's Deep at all. Like for me, it was I like Helm's Deep. I think it was trying, but I just think, you know, to your point last week about, you know, sunrises and all the just there are so many things that are thematic that it is tough to top this thing that came out first. Yeah, no, I think I think this to me was more like the wargs attacking them on their way to Helm's Deep. Like this was like, 
they are running from these, they're just trying to run from these things, but this wasn't like the final step. Do you know what I mean? Like this was, because like, whereas Home's Eve is, a, is written in such a way to be like the centerpiece of a finale that is just like the, yeah. everything's been leading to this moment type of thing. And this is like, we are on the run. And I thought that like for an on the run, huge sequence of, you know, part of an episode. And I, I agree that it, could, it got, went long, but for an on the run moment, this felt very, this felt like major. Well, yeah. So I was looking at it from that lens. I I think structurally when you you are barricading in somewhere, when you have a cavalry charge that like saves you at the end of the day, you know, just there are certain things that it's like (laughs) structure in a fight before. Um, you know, the, the, the yeah. surge of the second, and, and again, they're not, they're not one-to-one, but it, it just evoked it for me. And, and mm-hmm. Helm's Deep is amazing. So it's not a bad thing to be compared to, but. Oh no, totally. I just, I just feel like I don't, I can't even halfway measure it up to what that is. Cause thematically it feels different enough for me, but I, I, I hear all that. I, yeah. I just hadn't, I hadn't thought of it cause it was like different to I, me in that way. One of my questions though, how big are those Numenorean ships? Because those were a lot of horses and those ships did not seem that big and there were not that many of them. Yeah, Lord of the Rings even has such a horse problem for me. And, I, and there's always there's always that thing, right? Where it's like, even in Helm's Deep, it's like you go up there and they're like, oh, let's ride out, ride out, blah, blah. And then the next time you see them, they're mounted on horses ready to ride. And it's like, where did those horses come from? You're up well, here in this little room. And it's yeah. like, it's such a thing. And I thought that too. And and uh, I was also like Numenorians, like in, in the history of like battles and stuff, it always happens on the sea. So I'm like, I don't even think they battle with horses. So right. very, like, where did they get these? Where did they come from? But, yeah, where did the horses come from? Why are they so good at close quarters fighting on horses, yeah. <laughs> which is like the worst possible battlefield they could have ridden into. Right. And also, I hate their armor. I hate it so much. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh see, it. that's the thing is, I love that it's like like scales. Like know, I've been really just, into the Numenorean cheap everything. cheap to me. Mm. You know, like I, it's one of those things, I think Jackie, you pointed this out earlier where it's just like, I, I can see there's craftsmanship in it, but I also see that there's utility and that they are trying not to like bog the actors down. Whereas mm. I think in the original trilogy, trilogy they would have been like, suffer in metal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we're going to make these scales, but it's going to be out of metal and you're going to sweat to death. Sorry. You signed up for this. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. I think there's an element to it that these are people that essentially kind of descended from the elves in a way that like I feel like they are they are not the people that we're that we see in like <laughs> you know middle earth when we're, yeah, in, yeah. when we're in the third age so I kind of like the, the predecessors like, the light airiness of like they're using probably the best metal you could find in the world before mithril but you know what I mean well like, it doesn't look like metal be. is the challenge to me you know oh, okay yeah it looks like yeah. ivory I guess is what mm. it could be um which if it was going to be ivory, I wanted it to be like polished and shiny. But, you know, it's minor, but I, seeing yeah, no, so many not. of them on the horses, I, you know, I was like, some of this just doesn't seem like it adds up tactically. <laughs> Where yeah, did the like horses it, come from? Yeah, I like it when it's standing still, but for some reason, when it's like moving around, it feels like it's definitely rubber. Mm. Yeah. But I think it's gorgeous. I don't know. That's a minor complaint, really. I think maybe if the material I don't bump read differently for me. Yeah. Thing I noticed and question I have. At one point, we see Adar's. Uh, he has like a gauntlet on, and it looks very Nazguli. Do we? Am I the only one who clocked this? No. Uh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I saw that it looked that way. He's had that on for. Oh, has yeah, he? I did the not close up of it. That he. That's one of the main reasons I think he's a certain character that I haven't said because I, I, only because I I don't know how many potential spoilery things people want. You Just know, like, say I don't know, like it. I, yeah, I don't think it's gonna matter. <laughs> Well, what there's do you think the, it is? well, there's this elf from the first age, Maglor, who's he's like a darker elf, and he 
he's very involved with what ends up happening to Elrond and Eros. Okay. And their and their parents, Arendil uh-huh. and, and Elwing and stuff. And he plays an instrumental part in the fall of Gondolin and all kinds of things that end up at, like happening that are really bad. And it's really kind of unknown what happened to him. Mm. He kind of just goes wandering off and is just never heard from again in, mm-hmm. in the in the stories. And so we don't know. But he at one point did try to possess a Silmaril, try to hold one, and it burnt him really wow. badly. And so it burnt his his hand. And you notice this guy's got burn marks up his arm and right. he's wearing this metal thing on his hand and it's up his neck. And to me, I was like, that might be him. My only struggle with it is a reveal of that being him. I don't know why anyone who has not read the Silmarillion intimately would care. So well, I mean, no, that it'd be a good reveal for a show. But it could be in that if you do it in a way that because we know Elrond, because we know all these things, like it won't have the same significance. But you know, if you're like, oh, this is a character who's messed with Elrond's past, you know, that yeah. could. But th- we've also now set him up as someone who is messed with Halbrand's past. So yes, and that's the thing. And I, and I don't know. Also, it, it kind of goes back to when I was talking about the rights they have and stuff. I don't know how much they could, how much they can and will permission they've gotten to delve into like his history mm-hmm. with the elves because it is all first stage stuff that is published and so if they can give us give us information about that because i feel like if they're going to actually have it be that character they're going to have to give us information that, that will matter yeah. and so hopefully they've gotten permission to do that which will send me i'll, I'll be sent <laughs> but it will create some really really great i think elrond and him drama as well mm-hmm. if he makes it beyond they're keeping him alive, you know. Yeah. Also, his armor, if you look at it, it's got the same design work and texturing that uh, Gil Gallitz does. Oh. And so he's, to me, is from there. That's what <laughs> I was know? thinking, too. Okay. And uh, I, I, I found, I find, I continue to find him so captivating. I just think oh, yeah. he's actually- that actor. And I really liked that the show finally addressed the headstrong, not Lady of Light, Gladriel, that it's been yeah, giving us. I was that like, he mm-hmm. called about and was like, perhaps the quest for Morgoth's successor should have ended in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. wrong. You know, and I like that it was addressing that, that it knows it's making her out to be this, like... She is spiteful in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she was She was darker than him. He's like, he's kind of like, you know, I th- I just think we deserve a place to live. And she goes, how about I kill all of your children and make you watch? Right. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh, darkness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this and, you know, we do, and we yeah. do know that Tolkien has said, you know, we do know Galadriel has darkness on her heart. You know, like, it's like a thing. Yeah. It. This is all just Galadriel that probably would have been a little more first stage than at this, at this point, she's supposed to already be like establishing Lothlorien and all that stuff. So it's just later than it would be happening. So I have faith that they're going to bring us there because they're aware of it. Yeah. And I thought her moments with Isildur on the boat were some of my favorite mm. in the episode. So good. She quoted Samwise Gamgee from the books, I will mm-hmm. say, in, in her little stuff saying there. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Bronwyn quoted Samwise Gamgee. When she yeah, was Bron- about- I was like, no, no, no. She yeah. didn't quote. Yeah, yeah. She, um, Galadriel, in that talk with him, I forget. There was, it, she, there was something that was drawn from. I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, it, Bronwyn quoted Samwise. It's funny because you had said, I think last week or the week before, about, you know, oh, and I agree with this. One of the weaker things about the show is not being able to, like, go for the pros for mm-hmm. it. And I was like, oh, they took the note. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. Even if it meant recycling. <laughs> yeah, they've done it a few times where they've tried to recycle. But yeah, this one, they did it a lot. And yeah. I, felt like, I felt like there was some good, there was some good yeah. dialogue in this. I really liked when, after the battle, when Isildur and, uh, and Elendil were talking and, 
having the moment talking about like the horses and their feelings and this and that. I thought that was like a really sweet, like, and it was beautifully written. I was like, okay, there's some, they, there are moments that are just like, ah, oh, it's almost so beautiful. So beautiful. I love it. Yeah. And I will say it's not, I'm not some genius, but I was really thrilled to be right about what they were doing with Mount Doom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I loved that. I, I you so know, cool. it, I, it really paid off. And I was like, this makes sense. Like I, you know, don't know how the science of that would work, but they they figured it out. You know, I I was I, one of my notes was like, wow, we got this a lot earlier than you know I thought we would have given. Same, but uh, clearly time is a construct in the show, and they are doing yeah. whatever. <laughs> they're just doing whatever they want, whenever they want. I don't know. I'm here for it. I'm having a really good time. Yeah, the only it's not confusing to me per se, but the you know um, Adar referring to himself as an Uruk, and I was like, how is what's an Uruk high? And like, can you just can you just be like, I identify as an Uruk, you know, which I, isn't that an yeah. orc? Like, yeah, it's just another word maybe. for orc, essentially. And the right. Uruk I are kind of like perfected orcs, but who can, can go can in the sunlight? Can you self-proclaim but... yourself an Uruk? I guess you can. <laughs> He's, it's, what, what I thought was interesting about how they're doing that is, you notice that when she did cut his throat a little bit, his blood was black. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. is actually transforming into one, which I think is right. really cool that we're seeing that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the Uruk thing was interesting. But I, I, I will say too, I, I found what he was saying about Sauron to be really interesting in that I truly cannot figure out if he's lying and if he's in league with Sauron or if really he might think he destroyed Sauron's physical form. Because as we know, Sauron, as one of the Maiar, like he doesn't disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he, his physical form can die, but his yeah. spirit is alive. You know, this character, it seems he would know that. But it, he may have tried, he may have tried to kill Sauron and thinks he's controlling all these orcs and Sauron might be playing him as well, or he's in league with him and giving false information. We so because of that though, like this is where I get a little confused between, does that mean he's like a disciple of Morgoth or, you know, I think he's anti-Sauron? I think it's possible. So what he said in the show was that Sauron tried to bring order back to the world and like actually tried to go back to good. Uh-huh. Which if that ends up being true, makes me kind of sad because in the, in the, at the end of the first age, Sauron in the, in the books anyway, he does try to repent for, for atone. I don't know. He doesn't, he tries to change his ways, change, kind of like say like, oh, I'm sorry for what I, for being in league with Morgoth and everything. Uh And it seems like maybe there's some truth to, he actually does have some regrets, but then he does flee before having to face the Valar at trial. Uh-huh. And then he apparently goes back to his, his shit ways. And so there's some precedent there. But if but in what he was saying, if Sauron really did try to like really reform and blah, 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 blah. And then maybe this guy was like, oh, no, we have to stay true to Morgoth mm-hmm. and whatever. And th- thought he killed him. That I will find a little bit annoying because it's like, OK, that's just villain redemption. I'm like, come on. Like, we know what's that Sauron is. He's diabolical. Like, right. let's just let him be, you know. So we'll see. But also kind of like the story about the Mithril and like how it got formed and and it being what it is. I honestly, none of that is book. And I kind of think that there's a possibility that some of it might not be true. It's just stories that they have and think are true, mm-hmm. you know? And he mentioned in this, when Sauron was like, we talked about in the first episode, you know, the unseen world versus the scene and how that's what he was doing up there, like testing, which is really cool to get confirmation on that. He said that there was that missing piece of, um, that he couldn't get whatever. And I have a feeling they're going to link that to Mithril. Mm. which I don't know how I feel about that. But I would love it if it's just thought that Mithril is this thing that can fix stuff, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's just it's actually like a really strong. <laughs> because for some reason, <laughs> because when I... It doesn't have to be true. I kind of feel like it's not true. Like, I feel like 
I feel like it's like grasping at straws. At least that's what I was getting from it. And I don't know a ton about it, but it just felt like if Mithril was so important to the elves, we would know about it in the other movies more than just this is worth a lot of money. You know, right. like and it would feel... make a shirt of it. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> if this essentially saved the elves from needing to leave Middle Earth, mm-hmm. then like it, I, I feel like we would know that. I mean, I don't know. They can do whatever they want, obviously, but it would be a little disappointing if that's true. And then we just sort of like have him wearing it, and it's you know, like it's nice, but it's not. Savior yeah. of the elves, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it would be just such a bigger deal if it was this thing that actually saved the elves. So, I, I think that this oh, is no, it didn't save them, you know, because they're not a well, yeah, yeah. Is I mean, if it, yeah. yeah, if it had worked at least a little, or what I don't know, yeah, whatever. Like, I just yeah. feel like it would be a thing. So, I do feel like, and I'm obsessed with this, I love watching the kind of the the Stay. nail in the coffin between the you know relationship between the elves and the dwarves which mm-hmm. is exactly what we're watching happen you know they're gonna steal not steal whatever we're gonna figure it exploit. out exploit they're gonna we, exploit yeah yeah all this my, one world. Worry. my one worry is i do not want elrond to be instrumental in waking up that balrog because it's like, oh, well, we, we only dug that deep. We only delved so deep because the elves wanted us to. Okay, it's like, no, that makes in fairness, unreal. he wanted to delve that deep anyway. Like, he was already. Agreed. And that's why it I gives him the gateway yeah. to do it. Yes, but they just, they they just need to elves play call. it correctly. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, make it, you know, because I, li- I like the idea is that they blame the elves for it, right? Mm. Because they don't want to blame themselves on their own destruction. But I do want, there needs to be a level of the dwarvish selfish desire for hoarding right you know exactly. like there needs to be like that's that's a staple in their you know well also just imagine now. the emotions of a scene where you know they get a hold of mithril and then they like bring it to this tree and it doesn't work yes that's you know? like and i think this show is written smart i think it's smart enough that it might do something like that like yeah. i do think that mm-hmm. we're hearing that we're hearing stories and things that it's not all necessarily true and, like, and we, we already heard the line from adar that like there are many lies you've been told about Middle Earth, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's like, and I love that that actually has a lot of resonance. That it's true. That it's like the elves, you know, they've painted these stories and they have these beliefs and stuff that's not necessarily the way it is. And I, I think that that's fascinating to try to figure out what it's going to be. I have the most horrible analogy I want to make for this, where I'm like, in my head, it's like being told that horse dewormer is going to be what saves you from something, and being like, okie dokie, we got to get all the horse dewormer. <laughs> <laughs> terrible analogy i know but you, you know just being no, told is, yes you yes. know from something that you feel is like a trusted source whether or not that's true is yeah. gonna be a cure-all and then finding out that nope <laughs> yeah well it's a commentary on blind faith you yeah. know and it's and i think mm-hmm. that that's always something that is interesting and can resonate with people i also wanted to say i think that it was interesting in the when we we're seeing the flashes to forward with if that's what that is but where sauron was testing and trying to you know find the path to the unseen world, we saw a face of a Balrog up there, which we did not see in the first episode. And that tells me that Sauron is trying to get a Balrog. In my mind, he's trying mm-hmm. to like harness that power to bring one about. It makes me think, what if I was right? You know, yeah. that'd be amazing. No, I'm waiting for, I'm, I want to know who Sauron is and I want to know where our Balrog is coming from. And that's really what's keeping me watching the show and that and that'll, no. <laughs> yeah. no that, that's it. No, and the Balrog, Once I'm, it, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's funny that I'm rooting for something to be so inaccurate from the books because <laughs> it's like the Balrog should just be slumbering in the, 
in the depths of Moria already. Well, but that's also, but, there's, I, I thought there can be multiple Balrogs. There's not just one Balrog. I know well, there's the Balrog yeah. that's Doran's bane, but there's yeah. also, you know, there's not just one Balrog in the world that has right, ever existed. True. This could be a Balrog and he could have nothing to do with Doran's bane who's already asleep in Moria and he could get vanquished in some other way. Right. So that could happen. Yeah. And then it's like, just kidding. Big, big I would, daddy's here. Be, <laughs> I would be like, okay, if this Balrog was ended up being Durin's Bane. I don't know why, but I would be okay with it. I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it just works for me. We will find out. We will. And I'm so excited to find yeah. out. <laughs> no. Two more episodes. Now... I'm already like devastated. Is that it? Oh no. What? For this season. they. I mean, clearly we're going to get more. No, yeah. but still. Yeah, yeah. I'm I know. It's two upset. more for the season. of, And I think we're I getting five no seasons I no idea we still, only but... had two more. I feel like we just got started. Oh, God. No, this means, more. though, that they're following, like, the Game of Thrones model where you get a big battle, mm-hmm. you know, right before. Next one, it. quiet down a little bit. The, the last one we'll have. Yeah, the, a cliffhanger. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> the last one will be our Balrog, you know. It will be. It's going to be. I'm deeply upset we're almost done. This is so upsetting. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I have to say, though, that, you know, I've seen some reports that it's getting a lot of viewership, which is good. And I'm glad, you know. Obviously, we're greenlit for more seasons, but for the most part, there are things. There have been the warg, and there have been things that don't look stellar. But for yeah. the most part, it looks pretty good. And the sweeping stuff is, is, is it's all passable for me, where I'm just like, this is fine, you know? And the scale of it feels major enough to where I'm like, God, right now, it feels, it's crazy that in a time right now, like, we have Andor, we have this, and even though I would say this is third on the list of these things, I've been watching House of Dragons still, and I think it's been pretty solid as far That's as like, the storytelling. I, I like so, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it looks and stuff, and I'm like, these three are just like together are just it's it's a what a time like for, yeah. for TV to kind of be fan, fantasy TV to be showing you like what's possible and what effects can look like and should mm-hmm. look like if you give them budgets and stuff and time to work on things, and yeah. it's really exciting. I'm so excited. I'm loving yes. it. Yeah. All right. But we will we will now move on to our movies section because we still have three movies to discuss. The first of which being Bros. I'm sincerely hoping everyone enjoyed it because I did. Yeah, I did. I wasn't like laughing out loud as much as I hoped I would, mm. which is funny in itself, I guess. I, I laughed, but Do I was hoping to be like- you think you raised your own expectations you know? too high? Because that was my worry yeah. with it. Yeah. I think I did. And I also, but then I also, I was in a screening that, well, when I saw it, the regular, it wasn't like a screening, but you know. Yeah. And it seemed to be a very um, crew heavy oh, screening. Interesting. And because people were like clapping at the credits and stuff like that. You know ah, what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah. think they were in there and they were laughing at like laughing. And so, but even that wasn't like amplifying my, they weren't distracting it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. amplifying because sometimes that happens and you laugh at even more because it's yeah. like, it's just, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I, I wanted, I was hoping I'd be like, you know. I loved and hated it. In kind of equal oh. measure, which is what's is it really because it was cringy? Yes. Cringy for you. Yeah, it was, okay. like, was literally like my my friend who saw it with me was hysterically laughing the whole time because I covered my face through the majority of <laughs> what's the main character's name? Um, Bob, Bobby. Bobby. Oh, Bobby. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hit very is of the mouth whenever mm-hmm. he just like feels necessary to confront everyone about every vulnerable fucking feeling he has. I almost died. Like I literally almost died. I could I never be friends yeah. with someone that is that raw all the time. Like I would just die. 
And so I liked it because it felt realer in that way. You know what I mean? That they were mm-hmm. both whatever. And so I really loved parts of it and I was really deeply uncomfortable in other parts of it. And so it was just, yeah, it was an experience for me. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not sure I'll watch it again, but I did really enjoy the love story part of it. And I really liked that. And, um, but I was, he's, that character is written so cringy for me that I could barely stand it. That that character is tough. And I, I really like Billy Eichner, but there are times I was like, uh, this is, this is a big much. I mean, I was like, really hiding most of the movie. Yeah. And like, you know, because I, I wore that. <laughs> we have a Star Wars um sweater. Matt and I both have the same one. And it's got a cowl on it. And I somehow wore that one, which was magical. But then I was like, oh, then you could you could use it to up, yes, like, protect all your the time. And I was like, and my friend was just she was dying. She was like, what <laughs> is wrong with you? Because she's never been with me in a movie where I'm that embarrassed. And so she's mm. never experienced the like. And I was like exclaiming out loud, like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> you know, like I was just like so deeply uncomfortable with some of his like. When he's talking to the, to the mom. Oh, yeah. The, 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 that scene, the, the dinner scene. The, I was like, oh my stop. God. Just stop. Like you, you couldn't handle it. Like my... I really was going to melt into the seat. Like I just wanted to die. Oh, see that scene to me pushed it too far because I was like, oh, you've gone from being like standing up for what's right to being an asshole, you know, and I, I don't agree with you know, the boyfriend being like tone it down, whatever it is. But I was like, uh, you're just I, picking but a I, fight. I think it was too, even though I really it, I needed to hated it. As a I do think that it was important to show that he can go too far with it. And that, yes, like, yes, but that's why I was like, much. oh, you have gone so, too like, far. This makes me I think it was yeah. very important for the story he did mm-hmm. it. I was deeply uncomfortable and really unhappy it was happening. Yeah. But I was like, this is true to his character and who he is. And this is right. like where we see the flaw in who, you know, and, and, and you know, when your strengths become your weaknesses, right? When you mm-hmm. over uh, compensate and all that stuff. So- um, yeah, I thought, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. It was an important story moment. I was just like, ow, <laughs> you know, we've gone there. I went and saw it with Catherine and she did point out one thing that I thought was probably fair. I get, you know, this feels pretty autobiographical for Billy Eichner. You know, he deserves to be in it, but both he and the other guy are not the strongest serious actors. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder if this would have been even better had it had people cast who maybe had more range in certain directions i think so like i think he got in his own way a little bit with some of it which sucks. yeah agreed but i do think it was a very no i had a great time anyway. i had a wonderful time but, you it know was very like, funny it was but... you know hottie boyfriend of course i never remember anyone's name what's his name i, I don't know his, his character's name i don't know but you know the hot guy right yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever he he had better emotion than i expected from him and a lot of it to be honest and so I know that that's not a good thing because obviously if I'm thinking oh you went a little further than I expected you to <laughs> he's not melting into this role and being a full realized right right or whatever but there were moments where I was like okay you're pulling it out a little bit here and I'm feeling I'm feeling it you know but I do think that they could have gone with stronger actors for sure yeah, he was the weaker link for me personally I thought he was yeah for sure you know, he, was he a, had a couple he was of like, moments where I was like oh, I I see you I see you none um, of it is ruining it's just yeah. that I, I agree right. that I yeah. think no it it's not there. ruining at all it's just you know I was like oh, I, I, I thought she was right right but I I understand why Billy you know huh. yeah was holding on to it because if you write this thing you you know you you it's you it'd be so tough to 
Ooh, do I and I don't think he ruined it. So it's one of no, those things. He didn't like, ruin it, but I yeah. made this like Oscar worthy, like amazing or whatever. But I think it was a very good rom com and definitely worth watching, especially if you don't get the level of secondhand embarrassment that I do when mm-hmm. people are just like embarrassing themselves. Yeah, but I even even like I don't get it all that. I mean, I get it, but it doesn't bother me. It's kind of like one of those. It's just one of those emotions in a film that like I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. I don't get it like you get it, so that's why I'm okay with it. Yeah, but. Even for me, there were moments that was a little just like, oh, God, like it was like it, it was it's cringy. And so, you know, that that's just a thing. And so I knew watching it. I was like, I, I felt like I knew your exact review. I'm glad that you were able to enjoy it despite that. And it was like it could have ruined it for you. But on the note of it being kind of autobiographical, though, it's one of those. And this could be a controversial opinion, but it part of what made me not love it as much as I wanted to. I really did really enjoy this film, but. I'm a huge, huge, like, stan of Trainwreck. Mm-hmm. Same, yep. And that is also kind of autobiographical. Mm-hmm. It is written by Amy. It's kind of about her, right? And it is also produced by Judd Apatow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's very similar things. It is structurally similar. And he's even, like, nodding to her in this. And then he puts mm-hmm. her in at the end, which I thought was funny. Yeah. It's like all that was happening. And I couldn't help but continuously think about train wreck while I was watching it and mm-hmm. all it really made me want to do was watch train wreck yeah <laughs> so there's that I will say that that kind of was like a little like oh I wish I could and that's partly a me problem but I wish I could separate it more to just like see it as its own thing but it yeah, was similar yeah. enough in a way I think if they had gotten what I would have really liked to see from it which is what's interesting is there was one commentary moment sort of about the steroid use and the like mask culture mm-hmm. that happens in 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 gay culture and i didn't love that we didn't finish that like i really wanted to also heal some of his stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i felt like we only healed billy or bobby's yeah you With know the gym and stuff, things but... the gym yeah. and the like whatever but like what i really wanted was to have them both sort of get healing from, you know what I mean? Like understand that he doesn't have to look perfect and masculine all the time. Like I would have really liked to see that redeemed also because it just felt a little one-sided. Like it just felt a little like, okay, we're going to expose this for being something that's interesting, but we're not going to go there. You know what I mean? We're just not. Yeah. It was, it was the hot guy being interested in the normal looking guy who, Billy Eichner is not unattractive on right, right. most yeah, people's so like, standards. Yeah. So it wasn't like a thing where it was like going for the commoner. It's like Billy Eichner is attractive. So yeah. not only that, his character is like successful and yeah, you it know, wasn't like, like it wasn't well, no, it's not, it was not you know? a, a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't at all. And I, and, and they kind of made him, I was glad he wasn't that, that the mask guy, I guess if we're going to say the, the bro, I can't remember his name. If he wasn't, uh, I'm glad he wasn't like in the closet. Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, the character that the way he was written very much felt like he would be. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it was a little confusing in that way. But it doesn't mean that that person doesn't exist. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And so I just I just kind of wanted the, to finish that. Like it felt very half assed to me to like, why mm-hmm. even bother showing the, you know, him in the bathroom and him being like, well, you're obsessed with my muscles, you know, blah, blah. Like because it obviously hit a nerve. It felt like in that moment. And like I just wanted to see like have a real opinion about that. I bet you there's a scene on the cutting room floor. Sure. Like, you know, and that maybe timing or whatever, but it just felt, it felt a little unfinished. Like that just felt like a very like, Oh, I'm going to poke at this and then never 
see yeah, it, it ended up serving only as a device for for the Bobby character to then try to experiment being masked, mm-hmm. you know, with, but not like one shot of testosterone out. and going. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know how that works, it, but that yeah. seems like a little bit of an extreme reaction to. I know, know. <laughs> but but I but it like it it served only for that storyline for his development, but it didn't. Yeah, it's like we should have gone back and like. I just, I, you know, I prefer a rom-com where they save each other, sort of. Like, mm-hmm. those are always my favorite. And so this felt a little less like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so I just, I wanted that one, like, one extra scene would have really. Yeah, it's yeah. Deal. it's very one-sided in favor of Billy Eichner's character. You yeah, know? And it's, yeah. The other, the other is just. Oh, so yeah. autobiographical, right? Like, everyone yeah. else in the story is pretty not important to compare to him. Right. Yeah, exactly. It was very, yeah, it's like, oh, I've learned that I can be with a commoner right. who yeah. is also flamboyant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My you know, God. It's well, you know? <laughs> so it's just, that's the only, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I had a great time. It's the fact that that character was a little bit raw for Jackie's in general. Sure. I still had a great time. I was, ha- I, I built it up very much in my head. I think, you know, it pretty much met expectations because it's not its fault that I built it. I mean, I guess like it speaks to Billy Eichner's sort of credibility that I was like, oh my God, it's gonna be so fun. Like the promo stuff was very funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I encourage people to see it. Agreed. Bowen Yang was a delight too. I wish Oh my God. I <laughs> He was, he I laughed out loud for his stuff a lot. And when he was arguing with that guy about the shrub or the tree and he goes, okay, are you going to, to the- Yeah, see you right? Okay, yes. Okay, I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> but, and when he's just like, oh, I'm having a pool party and you're both too old to be in the pool. Please. Uh, just <laughs> all of that. Like, that, I wanted a bit more of those moments because they did, I think, add, yeah. you know, it, sometimes it got a little self-serious. And it's, yeah. it's funny because some of my criticism of it was like, it skews more on the comedy side of the romantic comedy, which is fine. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But then it's also got like super serious. I respect that it wants to be semi-educational. And I was like, yep, mm-hmm. more power to you. But I loved the like absurdity of, you know, the haunted uh gay trauma yeah. roller coaster except you know and, the, and yeah. then the night at the museum thing like paying off i was like that okay was, you know like i love yeah. this but yeah it felt it felt like it had it being what it is in like culturally it felt like it had to hit so many points it had to like you know right. try mm-hmm. to be everything it felt, i think it felt like them. a pressure and a burden of that exactly it, it, it so, didn't let it get it in its way too much which is good no but you can feel it there yeah. but i would like a film all about bowen yang's character like in that yes. character because mm-hmm. i think i've He's, he just played it so well. 100%. And the last thing I would say is I wouldn't, not that it has to be compared just because it's gay romantic movies, but I still think I enjoyed Fire Island more though, I will say. I loved Fire Island. Yes. <laughs> so if I was comparing them as like the two, even though that wasn't a wide I need to rewatch Fire up, Island. Right? Like I said, I was a little bit too like nitpicky about all the like Pride and Prejudice yeah. details. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I didn't give it the opportunity I should have. Because I really like both of those actors quite a bit, actually. And yeah, so I, I would like to watch it. When it comes to the, re- the rewatchability of just kind of like the ease of like, I'm going to put one of these on. Yeah, because I really enjoyed it. Like it had some really high highs for me, but it had some really low lows. So it was a very... I, I don't know who pointed it out, but they were, I think it's fair to say like Andrew on who directed Fire Island, like is really good at quiet. And yeah. Bros has no quiet at all. That, that's what I mean. Is it's, it's it's The thought of it is kind of makes me anxious yeah. <laughs> but it's also because billy eichner's character in it i think but yeah it's right just, well that, it's but that's very... just billy eichner it feels like yeah. you know yeah yeah one of my favorite things about the guy i don't know what his character's name in this but I, the actor's name is luke mcfarlane is that he's in so many lifetime christmas movies 
always oh. um, I think oh, when predominantly they were doing the Hallmark thing. Yes, I, but it, it's it, Hallmark jokes. He's, he plays a straight guy in all of them, and it's I think it's very funny. He went to the Hallmark festival. Yes, or whatever they call it in the thing. I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. all heart. Yeah, all, yeah, all heart. That's what it was. Yes, so good. the the Polly one and all those jokes. I was yeah, like, I love I love this. Well, Chi Chi yeah. Devane, right? Wasn't it? Um, as the yes. purple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and also Simone. Hello. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of like random. <laughs> Again, the cameos were great as well. Like yeah, I, I you know, the Deborah Messing thing coming back was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Deborah I loved. That. It also it is funny because it puts it in a certain like age bracket, right? Where you're yeah, just like, yeah. oh, okay, this is you know, it's, yeah, it's, we're getting you know I care about this or you don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, or you know, no, you know who she is or you don't, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's not going for like oh, Lady Gaga or something like that. Right. It's literally right. like this Deborah is. Messing. This is gonna. This is gonna time box this. <laughs> but, but I bet you she has experienced that in real life that people oh, like to go sure. to her and give her their problems. She's like, I'm not Grace. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So funny. All right. Well, moving on to uh, let's just get it out of the way. Jackie, how far did you make it in Blonde? Twenty two minutes. Wow, that is honestly really? longer than I thought. Okay. I, I thought um, longer. I thought I thought it would, but then I was. I was like, this is literally vignettes of just every traumatic experience this woman ever had. Mm -hmm. And it just, and I think it was because I had seen, I didn't read any of the articles, but I had seen quite a few articles with like, like headlines that were like, you know, exploiting her trauma and all this stuff. And I, and I did want to see it for myself and just make sure that that's how I felt about it, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But yeah. I was just like, yeah, there's no joy in this. Like, there's no, no there's no, joy she has film. no, it, there should be, I mean, as someone who didn't watch the whole thing, you can tell me if I'm completely off base here too. But um, from what I saw, it was just, it didn't, it didn't show the whole person. It was just like, she's not just a collection of trauma and it sucks that all these horrible things happened to her. And a lot of it, I didn't you know, necessarily know or wasn't really thinking about, but like, I just didn't love that we didn't get any joy or any piece of her that felt like not victimy. Hers. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, that's an accurate assessment based on the only the 22 minutes you watched versus the almost 3 hours that you did not need any more of it to it didn't change for me at least. I didn't feel like it changed from that assessment. Uh Matt, what were you how did you Yeah, my thing I agree. My thing is uh the world doesn't actually want a Marilyn Monroe doc or a movie because the thing is, is like to know about this woman, it's like she is one of the early superstars, icons, victims of not of losing control of her own life and everything about it. Kind of, you know, right. like she is that kind like of earliest, early, one of the early examples of mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that there, I don't, I don't know her, of course, I didn't know her. I've, I've read this book. I've read books about her and stuff and you may, you may know, I mean, I love classic Hollywood for all of its mm-hmm. problems. Like that's like for, that's like my tutor England for Jackie. Like I, I love <laughs> the history. Like I just love it. Right. And so this is for me, Yeah. but, but it is, it's that there's not a, a way to make this film that is going to be like filled with joy. Cause I just, from what we know about her, I just don't think the poor thing experienced a lot of that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think that there was a way to make this and still cover a bunch of the traumas and everything like that. And it probably would have had to come from a woman's perspective, I think, that mm. would have brought it to something that was a little more, I don't know, hopeful. Just nuance. Something, you know what I mean? Like, this wasn't like she's just like a plaything for men. Like, that was just what it felt like to me in the small, you know what I mean? And so it was just like, I just wanted to see 
bits of her, you know, yeah. that didn't have to do with men and didn't have to do with her trauma because, yeah. and, and maybe we don't know that person. And I think we don't. Right. And I think maybe that's the problem, but someone did and we can at least make it up. Let's at least give her something, you know? Well, and I think to that point, though, this felt, and honestly, the way it kept, the aspect ratio and, and the black oh, and white. Black and white. I thought too. that every single scene, like, this is weird, but I thought every single scene was, like, its own, like, piece of art in a way that, it, like, visually, like, mm-hmm. it looked amazing. And it was like, oh, my God. But none of it had any cohesion. Mm-hmm. None of it let you get to know Marilyn Monroe. It all was just an actress playing her, looking pretty convincingly like her in different scenarios that Marilyn Monroe went through some, some more fictionalized than others, I think, but, and none of it had cohesion and it wasn't a movie. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was just a, it was just a complete mishmash of, and so I, I just felt like vignettes of every yeah. terrible thing that had ever happened to this. And woman. there were sometimes she looked incredible, but there were sometimes and her acting was, was good, but that I, I thought it in the trailer and I was sad that I felt it this whole time, but her, her accent was slipping through too much for me. Like she did so, not, this is not an Oscar for me. This is my big thing about it is that I think that Ana de Armas has her own form of screen magnetism. Yes. It is not, I don't think anybody's has been on par with Marilyn Monroe's, which is why we don't have Marilyn Monroe. You know, she still continues to this day to be this iconic figure that nobody has compared to. And it's, I don't think Ana de Armas was the right casting choice. I don't know if there was a right casting choice. I don't know if this story needed to be told. And I don't Is what it really comes down to. I mean, you know, and the thing is, it's like, you know, if you've ever seen a Marilyn Monroe movie, which if you haven't, you should immediately, is she had incredible stage presence. Mm-hmm. Like she just had, like you said, magnetism to a degree that we just don't, you know, see. And I don't think you can embody. I don't know. At least no one has yet. Well, and I think the story that if anything needs to be tell- told or could be told as like a cautionary tale or something you could include traumas and stuff, but I think what it is is that Marilyn Monroe is, I think, largely thought of as someone who was a great actress, but we never really totally got to see it. Like mm-hmm. she was, she was, she's good in what she's in, but she's always playing the similar role, and she's right, always playing the dumb blonde. She's not. Who, you're yeah. not like I don't look back and think, oh wow, one of the greats of our time as far as acting chops. Like because mm-hmm. it's, it's like we're not seeing it on display. But I would have, and we saw some of it here where she's incredible, right? But I like in her like acting class and stuff like that. But I think that it would be really poignant to kind of like make it really focus in on that typecast and stuff and like, and like show someone showing her behind the scenes, like what's in her soul and how she's so amazing, whatever, but not able to portray it because men won't let her, you know? Yes. But it also, that's why a woman needed to make this movie. Yes. If you mm-hmm. were going to do it. The woman wrote the book. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, but, but still, I also think that we don't, I mean, I haven't read the book. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, no, I have. And I'm saying, I'm saying that like a woman wrote the book and I, and it's, it's a good, but I'm saying that. Once it's passed into the hands of, yes. I yes. wasn't saying it's okay. Cause yeah, I was saying, no, no, no. Yeah. I get, I get, you know? Yeah. Yes. But I think one of the other challenges is with that sort of like dumb blonde, you know, thing that this movie's trying to overcompensate with it and be like, oh, she's read all these things, you know? Oh, it's mm-hmm. like, um, oh my God. Chekhov and all this stuff yeah. and, you know and Arthur Miller's like questioning her on it it's like who told yeah. you that but it does it in such an indelicate way that it feels almost more insulting to her yes character, you mm-hmm. know because like, it doesn't uh, just get to know her it just shows like oh wait look no she's not dumb okay great but like how about you just let us see her as a human and let and us just, experience like, she her. didn't have a single fucking friend her whole life like what? To, yeah 
you know, like we just need show someone. us her show us her moments where like she's just informing us that she's smart without having to tell someone else she's smart. Like it's like let us just see it. You know, yeah. it just it didn't give her like and and she I, was like, trying she so lost. hard for this that like there must be some joy in getting these parts. There must be some joy in you know yeah in any well, of and it. I, and like, that's the like, thing is her get raped in the in the you know casting director's office yeah. or whatever. And then she gets the part and all it is is just like, oh, 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 really? You know what I mean? And it's like, so this film yeah. also, I don't know how much of this is in the first few 20 minutes or whatever, but I also felt like the way this, and I think this might go back to the gender of the filmmaker, is that like it felt so exploitative of Ana de Armas. And it's just like, there's no reason for this character to not be wearing clothes in this scene. You know, like her boobs are out a good portion of the film. Maybe not actually, but you know, and it's it didn't for me enhance the story. And I know there's probably a good metaphor about exploitation and all this, but the because the film is not coherent, it didn't string together well. And I was like, I just feel icky about this, you know. Well, yeah, because there was no cohesion. So it's like well, my it, sister you know, was texting me while she was watching it, and she's she's a huge Maryland fan, you know, and. And she was just like, I just feel so dirty. This is so gross. Like, it's just so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, she was particularly disgusted by the, like, head in the office with oh, the president. That was, Apparently uh, it lasted, like, seven was, minutes long. It and it was watch, just, like, yeah. horrifying. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't. She was me, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I was like, I know, Katie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. Yeah. 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 I, I did this last night. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I. It's it's sad because again, not like it, this movie. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to. I think there are are other stars that if you want to make something with this kind of um, visual intrigue and stuff, and like, I think there are other stars that you could do and show traumas and things like that, and also really turn into something more empowering than I think can really be done here in a way that I don't know. It 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 just it, it left me feeling yucky. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, I just it didn't. I, don't, I didn't feel good after it, and I and it's not trying to make you feel good, but I didn't feel good, and it it didn't make me happy. <laughs> but I also I didn't feel like I learned anything. I didn't feel that's like what I mean. you didn't get to know. You her. know, I got more insights into the character. I maybe got more details on like abuses that happened to her, but uh, I could Wikipedia that in theory. You know, two hours and forty five minutes. The God. very least you need to do is make me feel like I got to know that your main character, and I yeah. right. You, know, you don't and I, like anything about her. And I was saying that as someone who, like, I mean, I know we we all know about Marilyn, but like, you know, I have read these books and stuff, and I, I, I do know a lot about who we know of. Mar- what do we know about mm-hmm. Marilyn? This didn't scratch the surface, and so it was just like, hmm. And then I thought it was interesting that Anna, yeah, she did, like you said, you know, she didn't. She's not Marilyn, but like there were some shots and scenes where it's like, holy shit, like double takes where she looked oh, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I was she like, opened her mouth. Funny. Yeah, but then I was like, it's funny because they didn't really care that much about like casting other people to look like they're supposed to <laughs> like yeah. especially the guy who played cast chaplain i was like oh no like, the guy who like, played jfk was the most off well jfk was like insane but like yeah that was bad but but like cast chaplain and like um what eddie robinson jr like the two the gemini's that she's in a like, relationship with like they're famous enough to where i'm like there are people like me who are watching this who like know what these men look like and they do not look like this <laughs> it was just very it, so it was just you know it was just funny because i was like you put all of your all of your <laughs> thought process into just making her kind of look like Marilyn, but everything else was just eh. yeah, not not a Here's, fan. Not they're real people, you know. A fan. I mean, Cass Chaplin, that's Charlie Chaplin's son. It's like, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Well, I did um, not know what he looked like, and I just googled him. I was like, nope, 
Yeah, not even a little bit. Not you know, even like, close. <laughs> this guy, you know, so whatever. But it was just interesting because I was like, I feel like you could have found someone who looked more like him. Oh, so there's an article that says, that no, she was not in a thruple with. <laughs> I know. That's the thing is she had relationships like that with each of them. But I don't think there's any basis on her being in a like threesome situation with oh, him constantly. So it's like, come on. So that's the thing. If you're going to sensationalize certain things and not others, like I don't. Yeah. He was, it was picked and choose like what, and, and none of it seemed to actually add to actual plot. So it was like, okay, yeah. Again, you're making a series of short vignettes, short little films that don't have anything to do with anything else, and just piecing them together for two hours and forty five minutes and making us watch it. Yeah, pass, hard pass. So not for me. Don't recommend. Same. Yeah. Same. Same. All right, but Hocus Pocus two. I'm actually I don't know where the two of you are going to land on this one. Yay, nay. I'm trying to formulate. I'm trying to formulate what I want to say. Jackie, you can go if you have your thoughts ready. I was just like, how do I want to um, articulate this? It was better and worse than he expected, which is like <laughs> a, a kind of like weird dichotomy, right? So mm-hmm. like, I will be honest, I'm not the hugest fan of the first one. I think I'm it's fine. Same. I've seen it. I've definitely, you know, I've only watched it, you know, maybe a handful of times um, more in recent years just because people are so obsessed with it. I've been kind of watching it more and trying to so it has become a little bit part of my fall you know repertoire but I'm not a big obsession with it I think that Sarah Jessica Parker made me laugh the most and so I did like a lot of those scenes I guess with the original three but yeah I'm in a similar boat with the first one where I I I I probably marginally like it better than Jackie does like I do watch it every fall Mm -hmm. it's just it's on my list of October films or September October films but it's not, I'm not part of the, the cult of like, oh my Sanders gosh. Sanderson like, sisters, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, like, did, did I get a sweatshirt that's got a black flame candle on it and a kitty on it? Yeah, I did. But like, <laughs> you know, so I like it enough to be like, yeah, I like Hocus Pocus. I like, I love witches, right? So it's like, okay. And it's fun and it's got its charms. Um, and I thought, I w- when I heard they're making another one, I was like, okay, cool. And then the, D- the D23 thing, I was like, oh, this looks like really bad and just like a total recycle of everything mm-hmm. that already was the first one, which... A lot of it was a recycle, but I ended up, my expectations were in the, in the gutter, honestly. And I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I was going to in the same realm. I I put it in a very similar sphere where I put the first one. Like, honestly, like I, sure, yeah. I think, I think it's, I, and people would probably crucify me for saying this, but I think it was probably every bit as good as the first one. I thought it paid homage to it in a way that was fine. I thought it was fun. I thought the kid actors were better than the actors were in the first one. I thought. Yeah. Like the, the 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 girls, they're not kids. The teenagers, I thought, were better actors yeah. than the than the people we got in the first. And, um, yeah, I thought it fit fine. And I was like, oh, I'll probably watch both of them back to back next year. Oh, in my really? fall rep- yeah. My fall lineup. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Had a good time. I think it's interesting that you would add it too, because I, I'm not a big hocus pocus person. In fact, I'm not a hocus pocus hocus pocus person at all. Because you both know me, I'm a scaredy cat. And so, you know, when I was young, it was actually too scary mm-hmm. for me. You know, and so I didn't grow up enjoying it. I rewatched it before watching the second one, like a week before, because I was like, oh, let me just sit down and, you know, check it out. And I was like, actually, this is relatively funny. You know, it's it's better than I, obviously, I like can handle it better now. It yeah. wasn't that scary, <laughs> but as a kid, you know, and I was like, okay, I could understand why there's like a campiness and also a little bit of spookiness to it that I could see people glomming onto. And I didn't think this new one was spooky at all. 
Mm. You know, I didn't find it at all scary and, and you know, not even approaching it from like current adult scary. I, was, I don't think if I was a kid, I'd find this scary. I thought it was a Xerox copy of the second one. And so you do lose, you know, mm. something in it. And then also just a kind of gross product placement for random things. Like how much did CVS pay to be in this over Walgreens? How much did I saw a Swiffer ad playing randomly through something that was like, I was uh, like, oh, Swiffer like really is really doing the it. product placement thing for this. They're you like, know, please they're like, be one of the things they ride. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like the, ro- the like the Roombas yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. you know. So I I was actually happy when the Roombas paid off because they were like in that salt circle because I was yeah. getting kind of annoyed by the Roombas. And then when it paid off with the salt circle, I was like, okay, I'm kind of here for Wait, it. The, the Roombas were fine. But the Swiffer, pretty, I was I'm like. Pretty much in Matt's camp, I enjoyed it as much as I ever enjoyed the original. Like there's moments of that that I find really funny and interesting, you know, and some that I find really cheesy and stupid and I didn't have a bad time but watching them within like a couple days of each other just being like oh no if I only had time I would just watch the first one like the first one's fine this new one doesn't add anything to it to me that you know and again I acknowledge I'm not coming from like a hardcore Sanderson sisters fandom so whatever it is but I think if you're a big fan of it you're gonna like it just fine because it's the exact same movie pretty much yeah I think it's that I would watch them back to back probably because it's like there were things in this enough that did make me laugh or chuckle as much as I do in the first one that it was like, but they're different. Like I thought I did think that the Walgreens scene with when they're like drinking the products, I thought that was pretty funny. Like I was laughing at that. I thought it was clever and that kind of stuff. Like there were moments that I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I, this may be unpopular with a lot of people, but I liked the flashback sequence when they were kids. I liked the old Salem stuff. Like, I thought that stuff was fun. I was like, there were things in it that I liked that weren't in the first one. But that being said, I'm not out here screaming on the top of the hills like, oh my God, everyone should watch this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You I like mean, it, you like it. You know? Just, have you, did, have you two rewatched the original one recently? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I watched it before. Sure, I, I guess, that. yeah. Because. Because the the whole like CVS thing, I was like, oh, I know what you're doing here. The like confusion bit is basically the same thing where they go to Satan's house, you know, and yeah. it's what's his name? Um, I cannot remember the actor's name, but you know, to me that was a much more clever, funny way it to was. do it. Like a much more clever, you know, fish out of water thing than the like, you know, product placement, etc. stuff. I, I thought it was fine. I just wasn't bowled over by it and. You know, it's not gonna. I don't think. I don't think anybody who was going to watch it and was excited to watch it anyway is going. Like, not, things are not going to sway them from watching it. They're going to have yeah, a good time. So good. It's on not them. here. It's not here to change lives. And and yeah, they left it open where they could make more movies with these new girls and stuff like that. Which, okay, whatever. Like, if they do, I'm not gonna be mad about it. Like, yeah. I probably would watch it. Like, I like witch things. I love witches. So it's like, it's funny, Jenny. You know, you're talking about childhood and stuff, and I was like, oh, we were. <laughs> We were so opposite as kids. Like I was like, I liked it as a kid. Fine. Um, Not scary enough. Yeah. It got replaced immediately when the craft came out. Like the craft was one of my faves when I was a kid. And I was like, this is, you know, I was when we came out, that was like nine, 10, I guess at that point. But I was like, that was my shit. Like my mom took me to a promo screening of that. And (laughs) I was like, this explains um, so much about you. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, and and I, I still liked Hocus Pocus fine, but like, I was like, I'm just drawn to the dark, the darker, the better. Like I was always. Right. And this, this shows you my tolerance level where I'm like, oh, Hocus Pocus yeah. is scary. Yeah. And it's funny though, because now as an adult, I can, I appreciate some of the hokey or kid stuff that I didn't care about as much as a kid, because now as an adult, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, it's cute. Whatever. It's for kids. It's cute. But as a kid, I was like, I was watching X-Files. Like I wanted, <laughs> you know. I do have to say, you know, watching 
it, the first one especially as as an adult and not having paid attention to it as a kid I was like wow this movie is just like obsessed with teenage sexuality and, yeah, like, and the virgin virginity thing. Yeah. you know they yeah. like Very. they really for especially for a Disney movie they are not letting yeah. this go like it's impressive it was, what they got away with I think it was Touchstone right and Probably. it was like it was one of those things it's like Nightmare for Christmas it was like back when Disney wasn't putting their names on these things they right right, like, right. on the company wink wink but like yeah like cash money thank you but then it became popular they're like actually this is Disney's hocus pocus mm-hmm. it's like is it though like, yeah <laughs> you know like but uh yeah it's yeah it's yeah. cute I don't I don't begrudge anyone seeing it but I'm not like uh, in fact a friend texted me a couple hours ago and was like oh I want to watch hocus pocus too but I don't have Disney plus and I don't think it's worth getting it for this I was like it's not it's, it's not, but like, what's wrong with your life? You don't have Disney Plus. They just don't watch, you know. They, mm. They're not it. But but I did tell them I was like, oh, a lot of credit card companies have like cash back on Disney Plus. So yeah, yeah. I like one. If you really want to see it and watch one month of it, and only because I was like, Hocus Pocus is also on there. So if you want to do that method, like, you could probably get one month free that way. But you're also like, here's a list of things that will take up that month if you need to. Pay. No, <laughs> you but, need but this is the thing. I know the audience. You know, just, just not. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this person would totally see Bros with me, you know. But mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be like, watch the Star Wars. Yeah. Um, here's some money because he has Star Wars. Here's some, right, exactly. Speaking of, it was yeah. I always enjoy seeing Buster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was worried in the beginning that they were gonna underutilize, like Hannah Waddingham. They underutilized. Yeah. so much and then yeah. i was like oh no are we also not gonna yeah. be tony hale and then you know was yeah, yeah, just I, was the like, okay. I was like yeah i thought the same i was like oh my god that's barely recognizable as him in that outfit i was like please don't let that only be what he's doing you know? right right all right well we watched a ton of things this week but very okay. very briefly we're watching what did anyone have time to watch anything else yeah oh mm-hmm. all right what are we watching this week well, i know jackie and i watched something the same so i'll let her intro that one but i did watch the monsters uh, oh, is that out? Did you? Was it worth Netflix? watching? Oh, I didn't realize that was out. Because I was um, curious. <laughs> like, it popped up for me, and I was like, I don't really like Rob Zombie's movies for the most part. But yeah. I have I have weird, weird, weird conflicting thoughts about it, because it's it's awful. It's god-awful. Oh. But I, like, I don't know. I was oddly just kind of, like, weirdly charmed, by, say, it. charmed oh. by it. But I was going to say charmed, but, like, I was oddly just like, this is so dumb. But I was <laughs> like, in the background, it's so colorful and it's just fun to look at and stupid that I was like, I'm kind of okay with this. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. It's really confusing. Really confusing time for me. Okay. Uh, I love some of Rob Zombie's films. I do not like his Halloween films. That's why I caveat there. But I like the Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those are the only ones I've seen. I don't know. Devil's I Rejects, I live, oh, I live I and die for. I love like that. I loved, you know, whatever, the, the witch one, the Salem thing. And oh, I, I, I never love saw it either. Lords of Salem, I love that movie. Like it, his stuff is way too gory for either of you. But I yeah, I was like, yeah, you're describing I, things I've literally never heard of. Because I, I love it. You know, um, House of a Thousand Corpses is bad, but I love it. I've and heard like, of that you know, one. Yes, but this, yeah, this, this is just I don't know. It's just a f- stupid movie. But it, I just I like to kind of. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no I, but you'll see when you if you watch it. You'll I'm see. never going to watch it. It's, okay, but to say if you did, you'd see it's it's bad. So it's weird to say. Because I'm not even like, oh, I can't wait to watch it again. I don't know. I, I will have to see when next year comes around if I put it on. <laughs> okay. You know, production value is there. Fair, fair. The other big release this week was Interview with the Vampire. So we did watch that. Yeah. Or at least I watched. I mean, yeah, you I watched it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's technically out on Sunday, I think, but they dropped it early. Yeah, that's why I was surprised by it. Because I was like, wait a minute. 
And so, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I had a good time, which I was pretty surprised about. I really do love the original movie, and I've read quite a few of the books. Now, I'm going to caveat that by saying I've never reread any of the books. So I kind of have a feeling that they're, you know, at the time I really liked them fine, but I they haven't like lived in my zeitgeist of things I need to read all the time. So don't remember a lot of details from the books. So yeah, anyway, I know there's a lot changed with Louis, clearly, but I felt like his background was a little richer. I kind of, I enjoyed it. I thought the actor did good. I mean, I liked him better as his vampire self. Yeah, I really actually enjoyed myself, which I was surprised about. Yeah, I watched it too. I'm not as fond of it, I think, as as you are, Jackie. I I think it's fine. Like, it's pieced together fine, but that movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like if I was building that list, it's it's on a it's on there. Like I love that movie. It is not flawless, but I love it. So that's hard. It's also not the most faithful adaptation either in a lot of ways. But I I've read in, I read Interview the Vampire every so often. Like I I do love that book and I that and the Witch Saga. I do read those pretty frequently. I guess like not every year, but you know. And I don't need it to be like super super faithful. I will say they brought it forward an era. Like it's it takes place in the 1900s, which mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, I I don't know. I like that when like. I like that it starts in the 18th century in the original. Like I like, I think it's it's cooler that way for me. I think the changes they're making to Louis's backstory, I think is, I think it's powerful to make him a person of color and to make him an affluent, rich person of color in the ni- early 1900s. Whereas like the original Louis in the books is a slave owner, and when he gets turned into a vampire, and is sulking and whiny baby all the time, whatever. Like Lestat's there, like eating his slaves. Like it's yeah. like it's it's gross, you know what I mean? And so, and then in the movie, they re- they retcon that a little bit, you know, like he was he was a slave owner, but like they're not eating slaves, so it's like they kind of like tried to get rid of well, some of bad, it, but then, not like m- eating murder bad, you know? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's it's gross still, but it's like they tried to like get rid of a little bit of it, and then here they just got rid of it, which I think is fine. But I yeah, I don't know. I, it's just I watching. I'm just kind of like I just I don't need this. But it was entertaining enough, I guess. Claudia's too old. I'm not happy with that at all. And uh, I don't know. Okay. But you know, not 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 worth watching. Right. And if it's somebody's gateway into these stories, like more power. Uh, I I'm on the fence about checking it out in part because I don't have the services. I think it's yeah, coming it's out on. Yeah, I just subscribed to AMC, which really irritated me. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to pass them. So I was only going to really, because they only give you seven days free. And so I was like, well, I'll watch it. And if I like it, then I'll keep watching. Right. Yeah, or wait till it all comes out. And then watch it, buy another. Yeah, yeah. Like over Christmas, you could just buy it and watch it over a week or whatever. Well, seven days. Yeah, or I do the trial over. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see. I'm not opposed to it, but I am not running out also because people have not been like oh my god <laughs> you know you have to watch an interview with a vampire so if that changes let me know and i'll consider subscribing what did i watch i've been re-watching the mindy project which has yeah. been fun i also watched a movie called god's creatures oh yeah i want to watch that um it's good it's uneven it's like very very slow burn and then suddenly the last third is like oh my goodness okay like things have happened oh so i it, it's a I, Matt. I think you would like it, Jackie. I think the problem is you'd have to get through the first hour of it, and that's you know <laughs> that's very hard for Jackie sometimes. <laughs> no, it is right, and it's like if I, you know, I I could see I don't a world commit that, to that. Okay, <laughs> no, no, but it, like for me, I was like, oh, if I didn't feel like the guilt of knowing I had dinner for it, and like, like, oh, I can't really, like, you know, I should finish this. I don't know if I would have made it to the last bit, and then I made it to the last bit. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, so it was, it was tough. It was tough. Yeah, that's 
kind of it, I think. Oh, I started watching Heartbreak High. Oh. Oh, was it good? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's very like teenage drama, whatever. I didn't, my sister told me today, it's a remake of another, it's it's an Australian or New Zealand show. And it's a remake of another Australian slash New Zealand soapy teen thing, but with, Mm. you know, modern Netflix budgets. There was something, oh, The Empress I want to watch, which is on Netflix. Keeps trying to get me to watch that. It's like a teen drama, but it's like, you know. Is it a teen drama? It seems more adult. Is it? I don't know. She doesn't seem that old. I don't know. Maybe because they're German, I just assume that they're. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I love a little royal royal entanglement situation. So probably something I'll like. We'll see. It's worth it. The only reason I haven't finished Heartbreak High is because I was like, oh, I want to watch it on the plane. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. That's a good, that's smart. Right. It's, it's like a fast, you know. Yeah. But it's like nice to like plan ahead and be like, okay. Right. And the Empress like has yeah. subtitles, so I will, it's harder to watch on a plane. And I was like, mm, sure. Yeah. Dana's commentary yeah. on this, though, is that Jackie's threshold for boring is very low, and Matt likes boring shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. Yeah, it's not and I think the problem is, is like, it's, no, I know. I'm just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, no, of course. Uh, but, you know, it's not that I haven't liked a slow burn ever, but right. I feel like, Streaming slow burns is a lot harder for me than watching them in theaters. Right. It's, I very much feel that. And again, because of the guilt involved in the way I acquire some of these things, I'm like, yep, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna, we're gonna watch it. So, but I think Matt, you also like bleak things a little bit more than (laughs) the two of us. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm curious. I'll, I'll report back. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Uh, a super-sized week for us, so thank you both for uh, slogging, slogging through all the things that we all were totally going to watch anyway. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yes, thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of quick follow-up points. So Saracen is one of the first vampires on Earth. He's a member of the Ancients, along with Nosferatu, Verdolent, Boy, yes, that's the character's name, Marison, because we like rhyming, and Lamia. And I guess he used to live under the Vatican with his servant, Boy. And then as for Rings of Power, so we're assuming that Adar must be one of the first orcs created by Morgoth, an orc prime, if you will. And since they call him father, perhaps he went around trying to create or corrupt other elves and build out this orc army. The whole Ur- Uruk means orc in the dark speech. And there are tiers of orc. I think the ones that we are most familiar with that come from Uruk are Uruk High, which don't exist until the Third Age. And we see them being birthed in those pits. That Saruman is pivotal in helping bring into Earth. They can travel by daylight. They're much faster and bigger, all this stuff. And then there are sort of apparently like a slave class of orcs. Uh, it's very complicated. But again, we're we're guessing that Adar is one of the first of Morgoth's orcs. And he may have gone up against Sauron because he didn't agree with how Sauron was possibly enslaving them. I don't know. We're going to find out about a bunch of orc politics coming up very soon it seems like that has been it for this episode thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed it we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing